Are you struggling to hire diverse tech talent? After all, every organization in the world is now a tech company. And the ability to attract, hire, and retain tech talent from all backgrounds is critical to their success. Enter Hackajob, a reverse marketplace that actively vets engineers. We flip the traditional model on its head, meaning companies apply to engineers versus candidates applying to jobs, with companies getting an 85% response rate to candidates they reach out to, as well as exposure to tech talent that directly meets their organization's diversity objectives. Companies such as S&P Global, CarMax, and Sensor Tower are all using Hackajob. Why not join them? Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, rash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Oh, shit. No, we are not getting a pardon from the president, so that damned underage drinking conviction will stand forever. Welcome to the Chad and Cheese Podcast, boys and girls. I'm your co-host, Joel, already in line for the vaccine, Cheeseman. And I'm Chad, flying to the UK so I can get it first, so watch. And on this week's show, Salesforce throws a haymaker at Microsoft. Gigger's gonna be rich, bitch. And you want some cheese with those wine jobs? Everyone needs more cheese in their diet, Chad, which is why only podcast with a side of cheese whiz. You already know that Sovereign makes the world's best resume CV parser. But did you know that Sovereign also makes the world's best AI matching engine? Only Sovereign's AI matching engine goes beyond the buzzwords. With Sovereign, you control how the engine thinks. With every match, the Sovereign engine tells you what matched and exactly how each matching document was scored. And if you don't agree with the way it scored the matches, you can simply move some sliders to tell it to score the matches your way. No other engine on earth gives you that combination of insight and control. With Sovereign, matching isn't some frustrating black box, trust us, it's magic, one-shot deal like all the others. No. With Sovereign, matching is completely understandable, completely controllable, and actually, kind of fun. Sovereign. Software so human, you'll want to take it to dinner. We actually had a a curveball thrown at us from uh, Colin over at Crelate, we thought that we both received the same whiskey. We didn't. Oh, no. No, he mixed it up on us. He mixed it up. Now, yours was from the Northwest too, right? Yeah, I got the Sherry okay. Wood Westland, uh, which uh, when you said uh, it was biscuity and earthy, <laughs> then I tried mine. I'm like, what is that motherfucker drinking? Because this is not biscuity and or earthy at all. So yeah. now, now I know. Thanks, Colin. So what, what was what was the profile of yours? Did it smell like uh, angst and nirvana? <laughs> I wish. No, it uh, it was it, it actually tasted like a very immature scotch before it got the that peated shit. Right. And, you know, one really? of the reasons why I don't like scotch is because of that peat ground taste i I, I don't like that and this and this was absent of that so it was very immature so it was it was actually pretty good all right all right shout outs 
Okay, so rest in peace to Tony Shea, the Zappos CEO. He died at 46. And I'm like, dude, what did this dude die of? Well, he was in Connecticut and Mm -hmm. he died from his injuries that he sustained during a house fire. Yeah. You you don't hear that often anymore. It must have been a big fucking house. No, that's pretty fucked up. You know, uh, his legacy is pretty awesome um yes. i actually i actually toured the zappos headquarters uh i don't know 10 some years ago wow uh, before before amazon acquired them mm-hmm. and you talk about like culture uh these folks bled zappos and uh i mean from the cubicles it was sort of like the ideal 90s dream of what a workplace looked like yeah they gave tours of this place and and the people really believed in what they were doing uh, I mean, Amazon came in and kind of fucked it up and they're not quite what they used to be. But Tony then took his took his uh, fortune and looked to rebuild uh, Las Vegas, the downtown yeah. area, which yeah. has been revitalized. So, you know, I never met the guy, but everyone that, that knew him spoke really highly of him. So uh, to be 46 at that age and, and to be that sort of generous and visionary, uh, we've really lost uh, someone special and. Yeah, you don't hear about house fire deaths very often. That's uh, that's really a shame. Not at all. And and you talk about somebody who's passionate about what they do. We actually mm-hmm. just interviewed Tony, the Sherwin Williams guy who got fired for his his big TikTok. Believe yep. that, one point five <laughs> million followers. So we've got that interview coming up, and uh, it was it was a great conversation. I, I I'm really happy uh, that uh, he had his choice, to be quite frank, of mm-hmm. where he could go in the paint industry. Well, his TikTok is way bigger than mine. Not that that's saying a whole lot. Anyway, shout out to uh, to England. England, thanks for thanks for being the guinea pigs for the vaccine. Uh, I guess we're going to find out if this this ends up in mass extinction first with uh, the kids on the island there in the Atlantic. So, uh, England, this is to you, man. Take that shot and let us know how it goes. Yeah. You have anything to declare? Yeah. Don't go to fucking England. Um, <laughs> so we've got uh, a shout out to Tom Brown. He's the director of talent acquisition for VMware in mm-hmm. Singapore. Thanks for listening, Tom, and recommending the show throughout all of your Zoom journeys in Asia. Hopefully uh, this time next year, we will be back at events and sharing uh, the Chad and Cheese Face to face. And speaking of Singapore, Chad, you know who's huge in Singapore? Sad trick question. It's not Citizen Dick from the uh, the movie Singles. Um, <laughs> it is Monster. So akin what? to akin to the Dice press release uh-huh. about how awesome instant messaging was gonna was gonna <laughs> innovate your ass off. Uh, Monster had a press release this week about how huge they were in Singapore. And that they were the number one job destination for, I believe, roughly uh, America's 20th largest trading partner. So Monster, well on the way back, keep releasing those press releases. Eventually, you and Dice will will convince all of us that you guys mean anything in the industry anymore. Lucky bastards. Uh, Shout out to LinkedIn for not policing its platform again. (laughs) First, we're talking about catfishing. Then we're getting just 
nailed left and right with uh, connections from salespeople. And then yeah. right after that, you get messaging. Now it's financial advisors. So, mm-hmm. I mean, we're getting an onslaught. I, I did a post on LinkedIn asking if everybody else was getting bombarded like I was. And the post blew up uh, and people are apparently pissed. And and this is because <laughs> LinkedIn somehow, I don't know how, but somehow they're tapping into maybe these sales leads or something. And next thing you know, we, the users, get bombarded with shit. Yeah. So these are, these are automated tools. Uh, now, they are shotgun to the extreme, right? Like, yeah. If you're going to connect with someone, at least get in the contextual like universe of what you do to get financial people or just random marketing folks or just because they're in the local area, they want to connect with me is not really targeted. And there should be some sort of algorithm where, hey, if I send out a thousand, uh, you know, rec- or uh, connection request and none of them get fulfilled that maybe maybe something is going on and we should maybe uh put them in link linkedin police for a while which isn't happening apparently yes the police linkedin police big government big linkedin yes shout out to mason wong big what? fan of the podcast Big fan of uh, everything that we do. We interviewed him uh, a year or so ago around this time. Uh, he turned 50 this week, I think. So, man, you old son of a bitch. Keep on listening and shout out to you, Mason Wong. The big five zero. The big five zero. We're Oh, we're knocking on the door, my friend. Knocking we're knocking on the door. On the door. Yeah. And if you want to listen, again, Mason Wong, uh, incredibly smart dude over at Lyft. Uh, just search on the new Chad and Cheese website for You've Been Wonged. That's his interview. <laughs> Shout out to TowTalent.eu and Jasper Sanyart uh, for picking up what I was putting down in our last week's episode called a deco menage a trois podcast he quoting my stance on ai and automation in the article which was titled ai under scrutiny new law bill serves as quote a call to all algorithms mm-hmm. end quote so yeah it, they were listening pretty closely when we were talking about higher view and how they're fucking it up for everybody yeah Nice. <laughs> Shout out to Dr. Christine Zapata uh, huh? going back to the Northwest. So uh, Dr. Zapata, every Friday there in the Seattle area, will go to a local business and leave $100 to credit the customers that come in after her to buy them their coffee, sandwich, whatever. Uh, and I thought this was a really cool thing to shout out that people are doing little things to give back, to pay it forward, to do, to just be nice in 2020. Cause we're all in this shit show. And if you can give back, please do so. Amen. Amen. Shout out to your favorite Joel, Steven Rothberg. He, he shared a new way to market the Chad and cheese in your pocket. He, uh, he uh-huh. uh, actually uh, used Borat's Rudy Giuliani scene <laughs> where he had his hands down his pants. Yeah. Classy, God. Steven. Really classy. <laughs> By the way, speaking of in your pocket, this is yes. an opportune time to let the listeners know they can have Chad and cheese in their pocket. All they need to do is text the letters C and C to 833-799-0321. That's Chad and Cheese in your pocket. CC to 833-799. 
799-0321. Sorry, my there dyslexia came through there for there a second. There you go. Shout out to uh, Elon Musk, your your buddy, who Jesus. recently passed Bill Gates as uh, the number two richest son of a bitch on the planet. So, Elon, baby, you crazy son of a gun. Keep making that money, baby. <laughs> Nothing like overpriced <laughs> stock, right? <laughs> He's coming for Bezos, baby. He's coming. <laughs> He's coming for you. Big props to Gareth Peterson and David Roddy over at Caru for creating the Comma Recruita, a video series of positions that are designed to teach you how to be an attentive, <laughs> sensual, and giving recruiter. <laughs> this Come is on, man. <laughs> Yeah, I want you to try to visualize this for listeners. Oh my god, it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> so think of like 70s porn with the Kama yeah. Sutra as okay. they wear latex. It was fucking hilarious. It's, it it was not something that you should show uh during any, you know, like all hands meeting or anything like that, uh-huh. but it was incredibly smart and funny. Great job guys over at Karu. And that's karu.co.uk if you want to check out these videos. So <laughs> I needed to take about an hour long shower after I watched the video. And then I looked at some of the other videos. So they do a really creative job yes. of, of video. So there's one where Adidas is apparently a client and they go to the Adidas office and someone is actually working out with an Adidas rep uh, for a video. And it's funny, right? Like he bench presses two pounds. Uh, he's on a treadmill looking at the the cafeteria <laughs> saying when's lunch. And so these guys are pretty funny and they, they utilize that in a really cool way. Yeah. So for small companies that are trying to break through and get, get brand recognition, like you could do worse than what these idiots are doing with a, uh, with a video camera. Exactly. Exactly. Shout out to Katrina Collier, oh, our yeah. buddy in the UK, who is, is this official? Yeah, it's official. She, She's she, officially the first buyer yeah. of Chad and Cheese swag. She picked up a female cut T-shirt in blue, I believe. Yeah. So, uh, blue. Katrina, thanks, thanks for being our first and hopefully not only customer. And if you want to get more stuff, Chad, where should they go? You should go to chadcheese.com up in the upper, upper right-hand corner. Just click on swag. Love it's it. perfect, perfect place for holiday gifts. I mean, if you're looking at, I don't know, a Chad and Cheese trucker hat, maybe a beanie, <laughs> coffee mugs, T-shirts. There's more coming. There's I'm more still coming. lobbying for that Speedo, kids. I'm, I'm hoping to have it by <laughs> by summer, by summer. Uh, so this is probably a good time to, to drop all the free stuff, uh, things they can get from us uh, on the show here. I'll start exactly. with Beer Drop. Shout out to Bo Higgins. Uh, Bo, is, Bo is our November winner. Uh, Bo is a TA guy over at Amazon, and uh, he's got beer on the way. He went to beerdrop.net. Filled out the form, and that was it, and beer is on the way. So if you want your chance to get free beer and have a little Zoom tasting with yours truly, head on out to beerdrop.net today. That's exactly right. And kids, you got to remember, the Chad and Cheese love you. You've been taking care of us, listening, sharing with your friends, doing all those crazy things, wearing latex. I mean, that stuff. We like to give things away like t-shirts. Go to chadcheese.com, click on free, register for the t-shirts, or maybe, I don't know, a bottle of Pappy Van Winkle. Get out of here. What are you talking about now? We've got two of them, 
two bottles. They retail for $2,200 a piece if you can get your hands on them. And we did two mm-hmm. bottles of Pappy Van Winkle and a bottle of Red Label Blantons. We're talking about the Japanese edition, are we not? Yeah, yep, we are. Yep, we are. And uh, let's mention the sponsors that make all of this shit happen. Go out to chadcheese.com slash free for a chance to win a t-shirt sponsored by our friends at Emissary. Free Pappy, of course, our buddies at Sovereign are bankrolling that whole thing. That's fantastic. And then our buddies at Adzuna are supporting uh, Beer Drop, and they are all working hard to destroy our livers. So thank you to our sponsors. Uh, We'll send the medical bills to you as well. Topics! Topics! Big news. Didn't see this coming, did you? Big news. Yeah, we, we, we did see this one coming. We've talked about it for a while. Yeah. So Salesforce acquires Slack. Mm-hmm. Um, if you thought the $26.2 billion that Microsoft dropped for LinkedIn was a big number, how do you like $27.7 billion that Salesforce just dropped for Slack? Well, hello. Uh, it's roughly 10% of Salesforce's valuation. The news on this has sort of been covered. The The real sort of criticism is, or the, the conversation is, what happens now? Uh, Wall Street hated this deal. There were like seven analysts that came out the day of and said, we kind of don't like this deal. Uh, <laughs> they got teams from Microsoft breathing down their neck. I think it's pretty obvious uh, this was a, a, you know, this was a strike at at Microsoft by Salesforce, who wants a, a piece of that enterprise pie. But what are your sort of initial thoughts on this and what it could look like? And was it worth it? Are you buyer seller of this deal? What's going on? There are a million different ways this thing could go. Uh, and that's and that's the hard part, right? The the integration, the user process flow, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I, I wonder what their shared user base is. Did you see that at all? Because I was yeah, when there, I was doing research, I didn't see it. Yeah, so there was some comparison in that Slack tends to skew much smaller, yeah, um, in company size, and and Salesforce tends to skew bigger. Now there was some criticism from analysts saying that there was a lot of customer overlap. I want to say that Slack has like 85 customers that are paying a million dollars or so, Mm -hmm. uh, which is the big enterprise folks. So if, you know, if if Slack could put a zero on that 885 to make it 850, then it sort of starts to make sense. So I don't think there was a ton of overlap, but there certainly would have been some. Yeah. And any analyst who think that uh, providing you know a, a much larger uh, f- feature rich platform with 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 huge marketplaces um, mm-hmm. and with the overlap is a dumb idea is a fucking idiot because retention is key and if you have a platform like slack that's out there and it goes to maybe a Google or something like that who who mm-hmm. who knows what they would do with it they know who they want to compete against and again I, you know I, I do think it's Microsoft. Mm-hmm. But overall, we have to think that of this from the standpoint of what's going to drive revenue, 
Mm-hmm. How did Salesforce start? It started as a company that sold software for sales teams. I mean, that's what yeah. it was. Uh, yeah. And then marketing followed, and then everybody followed after that. So what they needed to do, what they needed to do, Salesforce is they needed to innovate and make the process easier and flow better for sales and the rest of the ecosystem. And I mm-hmm. think if they can use, I, I try to try to attribute this kind of like back and forth between what we're what we're trying to do with our applicant tracking systems and chatbots, uh, and then trying to do the same type of a thing with Slack mm-hmm. is Salesforce is shitty when it comes to collaboration, right? Yeah. They really need a tool to help some form of collaboration. Well, if I'm in sales and I have a, a, a steady stream or flow of consciousness that works in Slack, but it, it updates all my account information into Salesforce, right? It mm-hmm. all pulls out of that database. Then that's a flow that you know I think is is worthwhile and more innovative than just point and clicking into fucking Salesforce, right? Yep. Uh, so I, I just I think there's some great opportunities here. The, the The big question is, and this is always the question with tech companies: How do they integrate it? What's the process going to be? And are the base users really going to be a part of this? Because if they're not, they could they could fuck this up in a heartbeat. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think I hope that they take a lesson from you know Facebook leaving Instagram alone, Google leaving YouTube alone. Because um, I think if they start just putting it into you know Slack by Salesforce or something, that it becomes a Salesforce feature, um, that it'll just sort of fade away into the ether with a lot of the other acquisitions that that we've talked about on the show. What I would really like to see and what I think you know becomes a challenge with messaging is the different platforms only prosper based on people using them in the enterprise system, right? So Slack is sort of weird in that if I change companies, I have to do a different Slack to join that. If I want to bring in like third parties or maybe legal counsel into a Slack room. It's just sort of clunky. What I'd love to see is something where, you know, I have a Slack that's portable to anywhere that I could just plug it in wherever I go. So, you know, maybe it's a profile thing like, uh, you know, slack.com slash IN slash Joel Cheeseman or something. And anyone can opt to connect with me there. I can plug in that account to any other Slack communities and then if you can pull that off, then I think you have something that's competitive with a LinkedIn, something that in the enterprise level, people will take with them as they leave jobs. So if I'm at a startup using Slack, I can take my Slack account and go somewhere else. To me, that becomes interesting because then it becomes something of a utility in terms of how I communicate with other people. Because messaging right now is so disparate, right? Like, if, if you and I get a message from, uh, you know, Jonathan Duarte, it, he messages both of us through Facebook or I get I get a DM on LinkedIn or Twitter and then that's weird. And that, so I have all these little disparate systems. It'd be nice if someone could consolidate messaging uh, with something that everyone could take with them. If the mere purchase of, of Slack is to put Slack into Salesforce, I think it'll fail because we've already seen they already have chatter. Uh, they already have sort of a messaging solution that plugs into Salesforce. Yeah, it is total shit. And I I hope that they'll take some from Slack to plug into Chatter and maybe Chatter will be Slack. I don't know. To me, that's sort of conversation. To me, the bigger prize 
is if you can, if people's, you know, personal Slack is what they use to communicate instead of email. If you can displace, hey, here's my Gmail email address versus, hey, here's my Slack profile. I think you've won if you can, if you can have more people do that instead of share email addresses. I think it has to come down to the company actually adopting, you know, getting yeah. away from email hundred percent. I think we see more tech organizations doing that than anything else. Yeah. It's really sad because you've seen, you've seen so many work from home companies really just blow up in this last six month, 10 month period with, you know, zoom and others and, and Slack really hasn't shared in that growth. So to me, it's sort of a bummer if you're an investor in Slack, uh, thinking that in this time that they should have been blowing up, that they end up selling. It's kind of a, a bummer in that way. It would have been nice to see them blow up too and become a, you know, a huge, huge business. Yeah. And to think that this and Flickr were both Stuart <laughs> Butterfield uh, side hustles. I mean, neither one of these platforms yeah. that he sold uh, were his main hustle. And so it's, it is interesting. Side hustles are sometimes much better and smarter than the main hustle, whether you know it or not. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Flickr became kind of a commodity, right? Pictures became not such a big deal and you put them on your social media Mm -hmm. and messaging is kind of going the same way. It's just kind of this feature that you have on, on sites that you use and you need to, you need to have something that'll, that'll cross borders, so to speak, and and become a, a unified messaging platform. And I think Slack could be that. Good. Time will tell. Time will tell. Well, time will also tell if, if your opinion of gig workers will finally change. Uh, I don't know if this little news item will or not, but a U.S. secret securities regulator on Tuesday of last week proposed a pilot program to allow tech companies like Uber and Lyft to pay gig workers up to 15% of their annual compensation and equity rather than cash. A move it said was designed to reflect changes in the workforce. Are you pro or con giggers getting equity? Okay, so uh, this is this is interesting because <laughs> you're struggling with this one. I can tell. It, no, yeah, it's it, it, it just oh god. So the proposal would not require an increase in pay. Okay, right. so we got we've got we've got to put that out there first. Instead of the proposal would not require an increase in pay. Just flexibility on whether to pay using cash or equity. And and let's make this very fucking clear, people. 90%, about 90% of the stock is owned by the top 10%. Why Mm -hmm. is that? Because they have the cash to spend. These people don't have the cash to forsake to put toward equity. Okay. So to be able to think that this is even an option is total absurdity. Okay, this is a misdirection by corporate gig America. Look, look, we're offering equity. No, what you're offering is something your giggers cannot afford to buy into. This, once again, is nothing but bullshit. It's smoke and mirrors, and it's a it's a what the actual fuck moment. To think that Americans are this stupid, and some of us are, don't get don't get me wrong, but this is not something that they can actually partake in because they need that actual hard cash. So, wow, you really hate it. Um, so I don't, I don't hate it. it. Misdirected, maybe. And I think that companies will abuse the shit out of it. I mean, you'll see, although it's only up to 15%. So there is at least that uh, element of protection. So you could totally see startups come out and go like, oh, you can get 100% of stock. 
um, instead of us paying you and people would do it and then they'd go out of business and not have to pay you anything because it was all in options. Um, so at least there is some security there. And I do at least like that the SEC is opening itself up from like currently or, or in the old days, it was like you could only invest if you were a, a, a certified money person, right? Like you had to be licensed and all this stuff. I think if people, whether it's if if I want to if I want to give some money to you know a startup, uh, like you gave money to a candidate ID, right? Mm-hmm. Like you should be able to do that. You shouldn't have to be a certified you know Wall Street driving, hack. I'm to not do driving it. my car. I'm not driving my car for. My point is that I that I like I like the loosening up of regulations around how shares in a company are being able to be acquired, and to me, like. I'm totally fine if if I'm a 22 year old, uh, you know, no kids, not you know, no real expenses in my life, and I'm an Uber driver. And hey, I want to put 15 percent of my stuff in Uber stock, and then 10 years later, Uber blows up, and I get a little bit richer, and maybe a lot richer in some cases. Like I don't have a problem with that, and it's it's voluntary based on the the gigger. I think ultimately you have to have healthcare for these people, though. That to me, that's the big thing. That's like the real uh, negative in terms of the gig economy is these people don't get unemployment insurance, they don't get healthcare, uh, they don't get any of that stuff. But if they if they want to participate in the free the market and and have stock options in these companies that a lot of them think are going to be huge one day and they might get rich from i have no problem with that that's the misdirection in itself because we're not talking about what we should be talking about which is healthcare which is paying into the the ui system right which is which Uber doesn't do, which these these yeah. gig platforms don't do. So what they're doing is they're saying, hey, we're going to offer you this, which is pretty much 99.9% of mm-hmm. the individuals will not choose equity over the actual cash. Yeah. So it, it is a total bullshit misdirection when we should be talking about things that matter and healthcare matters and yeah. having unemployment matters. And that being said, let me also pimp out this week, we had uh, Suresh Naidu on our podcast where we talk about the skills gap lie. Uh, yep. Sharpen your pencils or clean off your iPad or whatever it, whatever it, it takes to, to make sure that you can take notes because this dude is, a, is a, an economics professor at Columbia, knows his shit and it's, and it's good stuff. And we're yeah. really happy to be able to bring uh, that kind of brain power to the podcast. I wonder what he thinks about this. Hey, if part of my pursuit of happiness is rolling the dice with Uber, who are you to say I'm wrong? Who are you to say I'm wrong? Sucker. Your recruiting toolkit needs to be lean and mean as you adjust with fewer resources, tighter budgets, and rapid hiring needs in a saturated and competitive market. Posting jobs shouldn't be a lengthy, risky, or fruitless process. You can count on JobAdX to be your force maximizer. Automate the details of your programmatic job ad distribution, candidate targeting, and budget management so you can focus your energy on the big picture and human aspects of recruiting top talent. Reach relevant candidates effortlessly across 200 sites in the U.S. and Canada. Simply upload a feed of your jobs and set your budget in less than five minutes. We do the rest. Getting an influx of applicants already that just aren't the right fit? JobAdX presents your jobs to targeted candidates based on their job preferences to get granular. Now your advertising spend can go towards more relevant candidates, not just more applicants. 
What's more, your job addicts programmatic campaigns now reach the government job bank systems in over 30 states, giving you centralized access to the majority of active job seekers eager to get off of unemployment and get back to work. Send us a note today with your unique challenge to see how we can help you in the new state of recruiting. Make the next step forward and start your results-focused campaign now at jobadx.com. That's J-O-B-A-D-X dot com. We don't have a song for Vervo, so uh, sorry about that, uh, Omer. The Verve Pipe, when we were freshmen, whatever that song was. <laughs> anyway, a couple of fans of the show, like our, our boys here, have partnered. That's right. That's right. Omer and Vervo was our very first firing squad here on Chad and Cheese, and Max... And we did not and offer stock options to we be the did first, not. by the way. And Talk Push was on stage at TA Tech in New Orleans as yeah. a contestant of our very first death match. So a couple of organizations, very firsts. A couple of top-notch guys. Yeah, they, they, they have a special place in our heart, and I think I'm starting to tear up right now. Uh, but we we heard that uh, there was uh, kind of like some matchmaking happen here, that, that they were partnering. Yep. So uh, they're partnering up. Uh, of course, we know Talk Push is the automation everything messaging platform, and Vervo is the video uh, pre-screening uh, solution. So here's how it works. I feel like we're on a game show. Candidates can apply through their preferred channel, be it Facebook Messenger, WhatsApp, job boards, companies, career site, etc. Once they complete their pre-screening, they automatically receive a link to the position-specific Vervo assessment. Once the assessment is complete, Vervo automatically adds the score to the candidate profile inside of TalkPush so that recruiters can easily see it, share it, and make the right decision. Pretty cool, I say. Yeah, no, it's cool. And, and one thing as a startup you've got to understand is that you cannot build everything, especially, uh, again, when you're a startup. Even when you're a big organization like uh, ISIMS, you buy shit, right? You partner, you have a marketplace, you buy shit. So yep. this, is, this is very smart. And partnership is a big key to help cover gaps, expand your offerings uh, at a lower cost. And mm -hmm. also the big key, open your product up to more customers. Yeah, you and I are big fans of distribution and I mean Talk Push's API, which let's agree, what Talk Push does is not super easy, right? Like to build no. platforms on on all these on, or to build solutions on all these platforms is not an easy thing. And a, and the API at Talk Push uh, is is super robust and and makes it super easy for people to build on top of it. What I'm really interested in though on, in this partnership is you might remember uh, Seek the top job site in Australia yep. and I think most of uh, Asia there in that corner d uh, invested two million ish dollars. I don't know if that's Australian dollars or US, but they invested a good amount of money in Vervo not too long ago. I'd love to see them back up the Brinks truck and bring both of these solutions into uh, the Seek platform and really, really launch this thing in a big way. So we'll see. We'll see if that happens. And, and that's the next big point is that when you can put together solutions like this, partner like this with two, I mean, really high powered solutions, uh, the opportunity for a roll up per mm -hmm. se, obviously is there now. Right. So yep. I, again, this is, this is a very smart move from both uh, Max, uh, Omer and teams. Yeah, talk about striking, you know, when the time is right. You know, these guys, Talk Push and Verva, their their businesses were almost made 
for a pandemic, right? Like the yeah. automation piece, the video yes. piece. I mean, th- this is the future of recruiting. Uh, thank- thanks to COVID, it's coming a lot quicker than it, than it would have otherwise. So we're, we're happy for both these guys. And uh, take out that checkbook, Seek. Take out that checkbook. We need more shit to talk about on the show. Yeah, little guys do cool shit. It's good. So, uh, you know, Chad, sometimes it's the, uh, it's the sites you don't expect news about recruitment that are some of the most enlightening about uh, about recruitment. So I, I don't know how I ended up on I don't know how I ended up on winebusiness.com <laughs> this week. <laughs> but they had a story called Winery Hiring in a Virtual World World that was really telling uh, in terms of a microcosm of the wine industry of where sort of recruitment is going um, as a as a whole. So some of the things that they talked about as highlights, video recruiting, um, of course, was hot. They talked about uh, pre-employment assessment software. Uh, Harvard, Hireview were a couple of the uh, the companies that were that were highlighted there. You know, what, some of the quotes from the story uh, from recruiters. Um, one was uh, Gallo. Mm-hmm. One of the recruiters said, quote, acknowledge remote positions enabled her to recruit from a much wider, more diverse pool. So diversity is a big key here. Um, both recruiters said that they have lessened their reliance on recruiters, preferring instead to keep talent acquisitions in-house to better ensure all hires. Uh, this was aside from very technical people uh, like an IT, et cetera. And they all, uh, they all did this, had to conduct a strategy of job marketing uh, rather than just the old strategy of post and pray. So basically, the story highlighted how these folks are, are really ingrained in strategy. How do we leverage new technologies and get away from the post and pray of the old job board system? Uh, winejobs.com, a site that I've never been on, but I'm guessing it's jobs in the wine industry. It redirects. Oh, does it? So, <laughs> yeah. so in April, this is really telling in terms of COVID, uh, postings fell 71% in April, and that was followed by another 53% drop in May. Now, this is the wine industry, so it's a little bit different than all other industries, but that's a crazy drop. Like job boards in pain if you're seeing 71 and 53% drops month yes. over month. Yeah. Now, it, here's the thing. I mean, I could be wrong, but the wine industry and hiring doesn't seem like it's progressed far in the last tw- 20 years. So this this movement uh, seems like it's light speed to them, but it's just normal snail's pace for the rest of us. Yeah. Uh, but without COVID, to be quite frank, without COVID, None of this obviously would have happened. So it's it's interesting because it is impacting every single aspect, uh, slow movers, fast movers in the middle. And uh, again, the, the winejobs.com, which redirects uh, to like winebusiness.com slash jobs or some shit like that. Okay. Uh, looks like it's straight out of the 90s. So it's uh, it's interesting. Yeah, you got to think if, if this if this innovation and pro- this progress is happening in the wine industry. Yes. Imagine what it's doing in every other industry. So this shit is happening fast and all the tech and stuff we talk about is definitely taking hold. Well, let's take a quick break and we'll talk about Monster, which I think we kind of began the show with. So it's a little bit of a monster bookend. 
Recruiter Nation Live 2020, presented by Jobvite, is coming up on December 10th. Join us in imagining a future for talent acquisition that is built for candidates and recruiters alike. With two keynotes featuring Jobvite CEO, Amon Brar, along with the creator of FUBU and star of Shark Tank, Damon John, you'll leave RNL20 inspired. Throughout the half-day event, there will be opportunities to network with your peers, create roundtable discussions, and even win prizes. Head to jobvite.com slash RNL to register today. Chad, you know I love a good deal, right? You know I love a good good deal on on some UGG slippers. Um, so, <laughs> so can I get a job posting with that uh, the, that set of UGG slippers? Yeah, yeah. So, so Thanksgiving is prime time for deals. Uh, I'm a I'm a member of Rakuten. I believe I said that right. They have a new ad campaign that uses uh, Elton John's Rocket Man. Yeah, as the Rocket song Rakuten. So it used to be Ebates. Uh, so I've been a member for a long time, but anyway, most of the emails I get are about, you know, a deal at, uh, Lowe's or a deal at, uh, JC Penney, you know, a, a regular consumer type business, right? Yes. So this past week I get an email and it's get an extra 10% if you buy a job posting on monster. Okay. So I just thought that was pretty funny that 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 they're huge in Singapore, which has nothing to do with the Rakuten deal at an extra 10 percent as opposed to the, the regular 7 percent. But why the fuck would Monster be on a typically consumer based site where you get 10 percent off, you know, a pair of shoes from Crocs? Are, are any is anybody really posting jobs from surfing Rakuten? It blew me away. It was worth noting. For its stupidity. This is the official, let's call this the official <laughs> monsters out of business moment. Is this rock bottom? Come on, man. I don't know if it's rock bottom or jumping the shark, but it's got to be one of those two. Like who who in marketing thought, hmm, you know, I just bought that that sweater from J. Crew on Rakuten. I wonder if we could put job posting purchases on Rakuten. That sounds like a great idea. I wonder if Ronstadt is like selling services on Rakuten as well, discounted like staffing placements or something. <laughs> so I did I did check for other because I wanted to know if like career builder was on this and di- like maybe it was a thing they all got together and got a got a special deal. So the only other one is some no name like resume helper thing that you get a percentage off if you if you buy resume help. So Monster is the only job site that is dumb enough to put themselves on a consumer-based rebates site. Congratulations, Monster. Good job. Go ahead and cover that thing up with dirt because it's dead. <laughs> Wreck a ten. Burning on it. We out. We out. I'm Rory from Scotland, the country which brought you electricity. Thank you for listening to podcast with Chad and Cheese. Brilliant! They talk about recruiting, they talk about technology, but most of all they talk about nothing. Nada niente. Um, anywho, be sure to subscribe today on iTunes, Spotify, Google Player, or wherever you listen to your podcast. We out! You've got questions, we've got answers. Business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, 
as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business. You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions you need to realize greater success. Get what you need for your business when you need it from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.